Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. Ori, we've got a couple of firsts here. The first time we've ever driven an electric car. Yes, and? A, a Tesla. And, and the first time we've had a female on the show. Welcome, Fairly. Thank you. To Mick, Mick and, and Ori's Ori. podcast. Yes, this is the first. We love that. And, uh, and what we do like, we like people that are passionate about their cars. We're not sure we really like electric vehicles before for before today, but well, let me tell you, I've never spoken to someone so passionate about electric vehicles, and I don't think there's anyone that knows more about electric vehicles that I've spoken to than Fairly. So, Fairly, tell us what what made you say I want to buy an electric vehicle. Number one, okay. Well, there's a few reasons for that. Firstly, I'm passionate about innovation, and I recognise that Tesla it was a an Elon Musk vision for electric cars was different probably to what the standard car manufacturer's view of electric vehicles was going to be. He is all about pushing the boundaries, doing things better, disrupting, upending, and that's exactly what he did with the Tesla. So I wanted to be an early adopter. That was the first thing. Second thing was I'm a passionate advocate for mitigating climate change and and doing what we can to reduce emissions. So I wanted to walk the talk. Yes. I wanted to be emission-free. I've got an electric car, I've got an electric scooter, and yep. I've got a push deadly treadly that I ride around town on. So, so. you're emission-free. You're oh, definitely emission-free. Fairly's emission-free. But I, did you ever drive one? Had you? I mean, how long were you looking at one? Um, no, I hadn't driven one. I'd, you I just re- knew you wanted one. Absolutely. I read Elon's um, autobiography, and I read about the whole process of designing Tesla and the space project as well, and I just thought, yeah, I want a piece of this action. But he was struggling at that time with uh, building the – he designed the cars, but manufacturing was the the issue. He needed the manufacturing plants up and running. So they were getting, I think, LA up and running at the time. They've got Texas now, and they've got China coming online to manufacture. But he was taking orders, so he had half a million – half a billion orders around the world but couldn't actually produce a car because he didn't have the factories – so I basically, as soon as uh, Australia, the website opened up here and I could order a Model 3, I was on there. Yeah, because when did they up. launch? When did he launch the electric car? The Tesla? Oh, the Tesla. I'm not sure when it was launched, but it's a, it's a fair few years now. Oh, it feels like it's been around for at least five, six years. Yeah. Well, oh, more than that. More than that? I'd say so. Yeah, he started with the Roadster, um, yes, if you yeah. remember, and then he built the Model S. Then he went to the X, the, um, the SUV drive, yeah, with the yeah. gold wings. And, but the Model 3 was the first sort of – they're all very expensive, as we've yes. already talked about. The Model 3 was the kind of um, – Entry level. Yep, into the market, mass market. The mass, all right. Yep. It's a bit like we talked about. It's a bit like what Model T4 did and what the V-Dub did with the uh, the bug, the um, Beetle, yes, yeah, yep. is to get it out to the masses, make it – but what the, the thing that you said uh, fairly before that what Elon Musk didn't want to do is someone get into an electric vehicle and have to downgrade. Yeah. I mean, that was really where they started with the vision and the design philosophy was it shouldn't be a compromise to have an electric car. It sh- you know, it should be faster, better, stronger than an ice car. And so I, I we can vouch what, for some of those things now. 100% me, because I didn't know what to expect today. When we're going to drive a Tesla, I was like, okay, we're going to drive a Tesla. We're going to drive an electric vehicle. We've never driven one. I've never driven one. You've never driven one. Never. I'd sat in one in a, a in Singapore in the back as a Uber. But I thought, okay, what's the big deal? But Mick. It is a big deal. <laughs> it is definitely a big deal. Everything about it, it's, it's completely different than driving a normal combustion engine car. Yep. 
number one, how you get in, how you set it up. There's no noise even starting. You run everything from your your phone. So yeah. You can start so, it. You can. It does everything. It's got a dash cam. It's got everything. You know. Well, well, you don't even. You don't even unlock it. It un, it locks itself and unlocks itself as long as you're in the vicinity of the vehicle. Yeah, arguably, my car is smarter than Mick and Ori put together. And that, no doubt that about that. Definitely about, <laughs> smarter than us two. But that's <laughs> phenomenal because the car pretty much does everything itself. You don't have to do anything. There's no servicing. Yeah. Correct. There's no servicing. So, t- t- talk us about the how you, apart from purchasing on the web, that process and the delivery. How did that? Because that's strange in itself. That's huge. You bought it online. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's, that's big in itself. Yeah, so, like not that much different. Like you said, uh, Ori, to buying a pair of shoes or lipstick or a new handbag. So, so you knew thing. you wanted the Tesla. The three comes out. What did yeah. you do? Go. Uh, on the website, I configure my car on the website, put a deposit down, and pretty much as easy as that. And then there was a long lead time because I was uh, ordering one before Model 3s were even released in Australia. So I think I waited probably six or seven months. They kept in touch all the way yep. through. I'd get the odd call from Tesla Australia to say, how are you going? You know, you're still keen? I said, yep, Absolutely. Got to about three or four weeks out, they were tracking my car um, on the ship and let me know, you know, it's every every new milestone, they'd give me a call and say, your car's six weeks away, your car's four weeks away. So they actually call you, not just send you an email or text? They, they did a lot of email and texting, but because it was fairly early on in the Australian market and there wasn't that yep. many orders in the system, I think it was a little bit more personalised, the service. But I did have people call me, but they weren't salespeople. So it was Tesla. It was Tesla, but when you talked to them, it wasn't like a normal relationship that you'd have with the salesperson that you're negotiating on, well, you know, can I haggle a bit on the price? Or They are just sort of they're administrative people that are just service, customer service yep. people walking you through. When it got to about four weeks out, I was thinking, well, I don't know, do I, I haven't, I was getting all cranky because I hadn't actually driven one and I had to order it online, I hadn't mm. driven it and, and I got up this guy when he rang and I said, you know, give me a, Model 3 over here so I can have a drive and I haven't even driven it and you want me to pay for this car. And, and they were straight on that and they went, they organised a, a car to come over from Melbourne, put it on the truck and so Darren and I did actually get to get a test drive about two weeks before delivery. How um, good's that then? That's not bad. That's fantastic. Yeah. And um, I remember trying to negotiate with him and say, well, I'm not sure whether I want the car, maybe – You'll give, need to give me a bit of a discount. And he goes, oh, okay, you don't want the car? Oh, that's okay then. We'll just sell it to the next person on the list. That's it. <laughs> and I went, no, I really do want the oh, car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, trying to negotiate. And there's no negotiation. It's this is the price. You want it or you don't want it. Um, yeah, but there's only like two or three options. When you go on the website, and we had a play yeah. today on the website, now it's an eight to 12-week wait, so they're more. Yeah. Is that can, all? Yeah, eight to 12 weeks, your car will be delivered. Um, there's only three or four options. You can pick a colour. On yep. some of the models, you can pick the, your rim. Yep. That's the only, uh, I think, part of the car that you need to really uh, look after is the wheels and the brakes, like we were saying, the tyres and the brakes. Yep. Then you can pick long range, short range. Or performance. Or performance. And once you've picked that, you can do the uh, fully automated driving experience, which isn't really here in Australia just yet. That's it. That's the only options you can actually click. <laughs> That's yeah. unbelievable. And then the delivery, that just the car just comes there. 
yeah, they let you know that the car will be showing up in two or three days' time. and um, Payment needs to be made yep, prior made, to delivery, obviously, the last payment. Yep, or, made the payment and um, then nice young guy on a courier rolls up, rolls it off the back of the truck, hands over the, well, they're not keys, but the, the key cards to me, like a hotel key card. There's no key? No. It's I'm just a key card. Yeah. So you get a couple of those, it's like don't a you? credit card. Yeah, get, they, they they give you two of those. They give you so two. the credit card that unlocks the car and phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And then you download the app and you're away. And anything you want to know about the car, there's basically a YouTube video to. Up, is there you. an instruction book? We didn't ask. Is nothing. There a, there's no instruction book. There's nothing. no service book. There's no books that come with it. There's nothing. Even there's the, no books. And no what about books. you being the first owner? How does it get recorded? It'd be on the system, I suppose. Uh, yeah, that's all registered on their their database, so they know exactly who you are. So there's no got your VIN. So there's no toolkit, no books. No. There's charging. There's different types of charging. Yeah. You can get the twenty uh, two forty volt or the three phase or. Yep. But we thought, we looked in the car. Huge boot, big absolutely boot, absolutely huge. What about boot. the frunk? The frunk at the front of <laughs> <laughs> the trunk, which is called a frunk. Which, yeah, the frunk, basically. Yeah. They've got a front lots of space. and a trunk. Yeah, lots of space. And like I said, you know, I, I just there's nothing to it. It's just got the big display screen, uh, yeah, the big iPad in the middle. It's basically and an that iPad, run, yeah. And that runs the car, correct? Yep. And, and, inside, and your phone. And, and your, your phone. phone. Yeah. The app on your phone. And, and it's got the charging station for your phone. You're just magnetic Fantastic. Charging. Yeah. The, uh, the room at the back and we sat in the front and the back – Phenomenal space inside. Did they ring you and say, "Okay, you're happy with your view"? Was there any follow up once delivery took place? Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. They they called and um, you you get pretty good engagement. Certain certainly digitally online from them. Um, but yeah, I, I have been called and they said, "How are you going?" And a couple, when I first got the car, I had a couple of things that I couldn't figure out and didn't want to watch YouTube's or mm. so I rang them and they were great. And they just walk me through, and but now if I've got a problem now, I pretty much just go to YouTube and, and sorts you, itself out. Yeah, the windscreen washer needed refilling the other day, and just go to YouTube, and it shows you exactly how to do it. Yeah, well, that's it. That's the only fluid you would be putting in the car—a little yeah. bit of water for the windscreen wiper. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's the that's the only liquid because there's no oils. <laughs> anyway, it, it, that was strange. But I must admit, you, you know, when you rocked up in, in the driveway at the back there. It, did did it you just, hear her coming? I did not hear her coming. <laughs> we just saw her there. The car rolls in, uh, very, very quiet. Yep. But it's a, it's a smooth-looking car. I mean, good I lines, really good looked at them close up. But, you know, the door handles are flush, the, the, the lights are flush. It's got a bit of space age to it. Let's be honest, you know, the whole roof is glass that you can see through, which looks fantastic. In, inside is, like we said, spacious and it's got those luxurious space extras that you feel like it's a little bit out futuristic. But everything, the glove box opens electronically, the doors, you press a button and it, it does them a yep. jar and then you can just push them. I mean, fairly, do you use that as your daily driver? Um, yeah, look, I do. We live so close to the city now, I don't drive a lot, but when I do, yeah, that's what I drive. And like I said, my electric scooter, my push bike, I'm now thinking about getting an electric bike as well. So I'm fully electric across every mode of transport. You might have to wait a bit for the electric bike because there's a lead time in that too, no doubt. <laughs> look, the, the mags we noticed had a cover over them. Mm-hmm. 
What was that fairly? Because they got delivered with those and I didn't realise you can pop those on and pop those off. What are, what's that? Yeah, they're called aero covers and they're um, designed to improve the efficiency of the car yep. and battery life. Um, so they just re- reduce resistance and drag. And they work because I've taken them off and the wheels look great underneath. But I, I reckon there's probably about a 3 or 4% redundancy and efficiency when you take them off. Yeah. But they look but good. I think they look good. No, it adds to the it adds to the car absolutely, and charging is just simple. You just pull up at a station, charge. We did it today. I yeah, mean, we, we had to try. F- we had to try it out, so we did go to a charging station in the city. Hey, we were on thirty percent battery life, five minutes having a chit chat, and we're back up to forty seven percent. Unbelievable, just quick. Yep. Yeah, Everything. so at, at home they come with, uh, as we said, 240 volts, the three-phase, and yep. was there was something else, wasn't there? Or that's just the two? Uh, yeah, that's, they're, they're your options, and the, obviously the 240 is pretty slow. That's about two kilowatts an hour. I haven't actually installed my um, home three-phase one yet, but I'm imagining that's probably going to pump in hopefully around about eight or nine kilowatt an hour. So that's but really, this is... The Model S that you've got is the entry-level one. Still very, very quick. I mean, I took it, got out of my laneway and put my foot down and the acceleration is instant. Now, did you expect that? Did, did you expect the takeoff well, like that? I, I mean, I, everyone says they're quick, they're quick, they're quick. But honestly, I, me. I was expecting a bit like that because I've heard about everyone saying that because it's the instant torque motor of the electric motor. Now, this is only two-wheel drive, this one, I think, yep. the entry yep. level. And then yep. you go to the performance one, which is all-wheel drive. And, you know, but this is still naught uh, to 60 miles an I mean, hour in five point something seconds. I mean, it's yep. as quick as my 456, and that's got a, you know, 5.5 litre V12. Um, it sounds better than the Tesla, Tesla though, <laughs> I must admit. But really... Uh, Depends I got it. what you're after, yeah, Mick. That's correct. If you want to travel by stealth, that's yeah. right. Then Tesla yes. wins every day. It's like For a sure. nuclear sub. <laughs> For <laughs> <You> sure, <know? laughs> Mick. When you put your foot down, I was thrown to the the seat. I did not expect it to be that quick. It is quick. It is definitely quick. And you take your foot off the accelerator, and it starts braking. Yep. So basically, if you haven't got your foot on the accelerator, it's it, it will stop. And then the driving itself, it drives itself, autonomous driving. Yeah, that was strange. That, I must admit that was strange. So you, you know, can put it on, uh, what do you call it, uh, fairly? Is it it's just yes. auto drive? Yeah, or, yep. auto drive. Auto, autopilot, it's called. Yeah, autopilot. autopilot, which was, you know, stuck to the lanes. How about the heads up on that screen where you saw all the traffic around you? Trucks, cars. Everything. Traffic lights popping up, hazards popping up as orange cones. The car... There's nothing that the car does not tell you. And also, you know, like it's got the equivalent to the old dash cam, but yep. it's got it right round the car. So if anyone comes up. Yep. Well, was, uh, well, how about that? We were refilling and there was the video of people approaching the car and we saw it and you, you mm. get back in the car and it tells you. So how many times, like Fairley said, how many times have you done that and said, oh, look, something, the car's told you someone's come to my car? Look, it, it happens less often than what you think it would, but I certainly know Tesla owners that, some, they've been in a car park shopping and somebody's clipped their car while they're shopping and driven off, done a drive-off, and it pops up on their sentry and they just take the, the recording down to the police and... They chase it up. Yeah, there it is. Licence plate, you can see it. The, because there's so many angles on the cameras, you can see them hitting the car and there's no argument. There's no argument at all. Yeah. I reckon, look, I reckon that's great. Look, I drove it and I'm... I, <laughs> 
It was strange for me because, you know, driving a car without noise already is a little bit strange. And it's the car inside is very minimalistic. So architecturally, we talked about that too. Uh, there's no, you know, there's no gear stick. There's no gauges everywhere and things like, apart from your iPad. Yep. Yeah. Um, that takes a little bit getting used to, I must admit. Yeah, but you were playing solitaire there while I was driving. Well, for stage. me, I think the Tesla's a perfect car for me, Mick. Because I was not concentrating on driving at all. Yes, I'll tell we, you 100%. We, the car did it all itself. I was looking in the back seat, mucking around. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And I noticed fairly, I, I drove it and we did do a little bit of spirited driving and it gets up to speed or gets up to speed and past speed very quickly. Uh, no. I noticed when you got in, you were very comfortable with it yourself and round corners and it's very, very um, sharp around corners, which I was surprised too. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't be because it's actually got a low centre of gravity as well. So it you was can, great. You can see why people, more and more people are going for electric vehicles though. Mm. You know, because like you said, the performance is there. Undoubtedly, the performance is there. And so you think, what am I sacrificing? I'm helping the environment. I'm saving money by not having to buy fuel. I think, well, how much is it to, re- to recharge? 22 cents or 18 cents or something? 22 cents a kilowatt. So, from, you know, it probably cost you 10 bucks to charge it up from zero. And you've got no servicing costs. There's literally no costs on the thing. It's and, and, you can't go in, it. and you can't go into a Tesla dealer. Have they got Tesla's dealers? Not in Adelaide, I don't think. Yeah, uh, they're f- they're starting to fill out a bit now, just because of the volume of customers they're getting. So down at Tonsley, there's a service center there. Okay, and they um, they've got a they've got a, a few service professionals there, and so now they're getting that more and more cars on the road. They'll get more of a physical presence, well, and right. this, and but this you servi- rarely have to engage with it. Yeah, I was. What do those service people do? No, be IT people. IT probably. guys. It's an yeah. IT guys. Exactly they are, right. Because it's nearly all software driven. So the first thing they'll do if you ring them with a problem, the first thing they'll do is jump into your car computer, and yeah. and um, have a look at what's going on and go, oh, no, okay, we can fix that here. Or um, if you lock yourself out of the car, you know, you left your you left your phone or your phone went flat or something, you'd just go and ring them and they'd open the car for you. That's and that doesn't matter what time. Probably no. wouldn't because they're in America, so, they, I mean, it'd be 24-7. Yeah, 24-7. They open your car from LA. Yeah. Unbelievable. And, Ori, you know, when you were driving it, did you feel, I mean, what did you feel when you were driving it? Like I said, I had no expectation. It was. I mean, you drove it, you took off, I felt it, and I thought, no, oh, yeah, mate, he's just – I when I put my foot down, that instant Talk. speed and mm-hmm. torque and, Wow. Oh, it blew me away. And the ease of driving. The one thing I find difficult, I was still freaking out because I didn't actually turn a key to start or push a start button. So Nothing. I didn't even know if I started the car. And number two, the dash, not, not seeing any gauges or that takes a little bit of getting used to because you're always looking to the centre where that screen is. But otherwise, drivability, beautiful, nimble, easy to drive, light on the steering wheel. I loved it. I and how it. soothing is it? I thought it was oh. very soothing to drive. We had the fireplace going. That's because we that's had the true, fireplace too. going. And that fireplace was actually showing that you're heating the seats. And it actually heats yeah. up the seats also. We did have a little bit of a mission uh, play also there, Mick. You, you can, can do all around. sorts of sounds in there. So yeah, I, I did not expect it to be that good. Well, I'll tell you what, when I was in the back seat, Mick, I was already on the Tesla website having a look at what cars are available. Yeah. And this is the first time we were both in the back seat at, at the same time. That's never ever so. happened. I don't think that will ever happen again. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> Not in normally the cars we drive. But fairly, I, I mean, 
you're looking at also the next models that are coming up as well, and that is for a couple of reasons, I suppose. One is one is to uh, make sure that you try out the you know like the SUV and things mm. like that, and you'll never go back to a combustion engine. I can't. Um, no, I can't imagine I'll ever because the technology is going to get better and better and better. We're going to get more choice in electric vehicles, so I can't see any reason why I'd go back. Um, I'm a bit of a Tesla. Nutter now. Yeah. Oh, that's my that's my brand. I don't think anyone else is doing it as well, even though BMW and they're just building electric cars. Elon builds sustainable mobility yeah. and and technology that's transport woven into it. So, I think one of the questions I always had was, you know, what happens when the battery runs out? Not runs out of charge that you can't charge it. That it's had too many charges and now needs to be replaced. Can we do that yet? And fairly, you were saying that it's getting to to where one day you'll just drive in, they'll change the battery, like a gas bottle, replace a gas mm. bottle at a servo. Well, there's two things happening in the market and all of this innovation is going on as we speak, as you get critical mass globally around EVs. You've got to deal with, um, obviously, change out of batteries and making sure that we're... And there's companies, I know, that are looking at drive-in, um, plug-and-play on batteries, like swapping your gas cylinder, unplug yours, stick another one in and off you go. Yep. And the other thing is, what are we going to do with the lithium batteries once how they've come out? How do we dispose out? of them? Yeah. And, or how we, you've got to have a circular economy on them. So we want to recycle them. So there'll be it'll become a very, very efficient process. So the swap over will be cheap and efficient and then that they'll be stripped of all the valuable commodities in them, cobalt, lithium, and that'll all be recycled again into a new battery. And so well, ultimately they won't go to landfill? No. Absolutely not. I mean, that, and it, that's the challenge now is how you're going to do that on scale and how do you get the efficiencies of it. There's companies in Australia doing it now that are chipping lithium batteries, but they chip them and then send them off to other countries to reprocess and refine those um, the lithium out of the chips. But we'll have, each country will basically build their own economies around that, I suspect. Yeah. Um, and what about the other thing with the lithium batteries? There's talk about if you if they if you cut them or if you've got a collision with them, they could explode and give out toxins and things like that. Do you, what's the story around that? Look, you know, I think that's – I'm, I'm still open-minded about all of that. They're definitely more flammable and we've seen that, you know, that's if, you, if those batteries go up, it can burn for a long time and putting them out is difficult. But I think there's innovation going on all the time to deal with those, those issues and – you know, it's still really early days. Yeah. So it's it's everybody's it's just innovation central on EVs. We're in the first generation, really. Yeah, and because there's they've got them out for the mass market. Really, they've bought them yeah. in at its entry level, which are economical cars. That's quick. That means the innovation of getting rid of the lithium batteries or reusing them, and well, they're getting information be more, quicker. Yeah, absolutely, they're getting information quicker because more people are using them. So there's a lot more data that you can actually reference now. Because when they were, you know, rarely out there, it's hard. You know, I just constantly see those ones that are having accidents. So order the ones that drive themselves and you see them having accidents in the yeah. US and the, and you think they just haven't got that right yet. But we yeah. don't know the reason why they're having accidents. Yeah. But I suppose they're getting all the data from why the accident occurred and fixing it for the next generation coming. Yeah. The software will continue to improve. Yeah. As by way of example, the Netherlands, 85% of new cars being bought in the Netherlands now are electric vehicles. 85%. 85%. So I'd love to know what Tesla, what percentage of the electric car market does Tesla have? Yeah. 
is it eighty percent of the electric cars sold, and then Mercedes twin, and you know, or is it like 40, 50, 50, 50 Because people want brands also. Yeah, well, the, the two brands that have done well are obviously Tesla because they've been mass market. They've got a mass market vehicle, and the Nissan Leaf has been a really, really strong seller, and the Hyundai Ionic yep. is also a strong seller at the moment. But Tesla, I think, is probably, I can't give you the data, but probably got a very strong majority share simply because they were ahead of the game and they are offering, you know, three or four decent models. And the Model 3 now, in fact, Darren gave me some data on that. Model 3 was the most sold delivered car in September in Australia. The Tesla Model 3. Yeah, so that was for one month. Yep. But I'd be curious to see what that was over, what that is like the next five months. Yes, because, yeah. Because you can see their uptake. I just notice it and see it on the road. Because the Model 3 got launched just over a year ago? In roughly? Australia, yeah. It was roughly probably about 15 months ago now. So it's not bad. And the advantage with the Teslas is that they, they have got a fair range. Like they got the Roadster, you know, the sports yep. car. They got A couple the, of SUVs, seven-seaters, six-seaters, five-seaters. Yep. You can pick how many seats you want in the car. Yeah. The, so they, they've got the variety because people do want the variety. So if you're a brand buyer, like if you're a Tesla person, you can get the Roadster, you can get your seven-seater, you can get your off-roader. Well, Fairly, you said you're a bit of a Tesla fan. You're a bit more than a Tesla fan because what do you do with your car also to help people that haven't ever driven an electric car? You actually get people to come and drive your car. You yeah, lend I'm, it out a bit. I'm on an um, EV uh, rental platform where Fantastic. electric vehicles, people are able to rent them and that's really just to help sort of uh, the penetration into the market yeah. and let people have a try and pretty well, much everybody comes back. How many cars do you? Like how many cars do? You, well, we're raving. We're definitely <laughs> raving. How many cars do you think you've helped sell? Ah, uh, look, you know, I think I think I can pinpoint about eight or ten new uh, purchases that have come because they've test drove my car. Is yeah. there anyone that's come back and said, and yeah, actually, I, I don't like it. I don't rate it. Not a one. Yeah. I agree, and I, agree. I agree. I, I can agree. see that no one will come and say no. That's terrible. I think it's, I can't. See I think it. it's difficult for someone to come and say no, 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 not not fit. the people that are saying no, no, no. I think have never driven one. Yeah, and I think it's also because because they may like something else, like like we like our combustion engines and the old school and the classic cars and things like that. But I think they can go hand in hand because the classic cars won't necessarily die. Yeah, but. It's just that they'll use them less. Like they'll use them on a weekend for a recreational vehicle, for a, for a squirted a squirt, you know, or go for spirited a drive, drive for a spirited yeah. drive. But the Tesla, I mean, look at the advantage with the Tesla is not only that it's economical and it's environmentally friendly, but it, it's quick and you can go for your spirited drive in that for in that. sure. Yeah, mm. I agree. It does everything. It ticks a few boxes. There's one thing though. We know you're a fan, and I said you're a fan. But you've ordered something. You've put a deposit down on the cyber truck. <laughs> we well, definitely have to get that on the show if that, that ever eventually. That would be strange. Hey? Yeah. Is if that I, quite if, big? I, if I get delivery of a cyber truck, guys, <laughs> you'll be the first people I'll be bringing it down. <laughs> How big is it? Is it quite big? It's a monster. It's, yeah. Well, it's made for the American market. It's pick, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, competing with their trucks. It won't comply as it. If, uh, in the Australian market, so it'll have to be shrunk to come here. We yeah. just wouldn't allow something that big. Yeah, oh, fantastic! Uh, Can't wait. 
Hey, look, fairly, I must admit, look, it's been great having you on the show. As we said, a couple of firsts, the first female on our show and first also electric first electric vehicle. vehicle. Yep. Not a hybrid, it's actually an electric yep. vehicle, full electric, because a lot of people are making uh, hybrids, but go full electric. And uh, we are hearing in 2025 that Ferrari is going to do bring a, out full, a full, electric. full electric vehicle. So um, watch this space. Well, maybe. After driving that, I say bring it on. I, I can see that they got. There's no choice. There's yep. no choice. But fairly, thank you for coming in. Thanks, man. Uh, like always, you can catch us on the show at mickandori at gmail.com and we'll have some snippets on Instagram and TikTok and possibly YouTube. So thanks again, uh, fairly. And oh, remember, gosh. if your electric car is not a classic. It will be one day. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you.